1 John 4, 4, ye are of God. Isn't that wonderful? Hello. Isn't that wonderful? That we are of God. We're not of the devil. We are of God. Little children. And have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You may be seated. Have you ever felt pressured by anything? Your wife? Your husband? Your children? Your boss? <laughs> Finances? Pressure. These are taxing times. When Jesus came the first time, the first few verses about his birth, the word taxed was used many, several times, three or four times in just a, three or four verses. And I think when he's coming again, it's going to be taxing times. But I already got some good news. You know, um, there's going to be some bad stuff happens in the end time. Prior to the coming of the Lord. But there's going to be some good things. As bad as the enemy wants to bring it on us and the stuff that he may try to bring on us, then God's going to do greater things. Amen. Where sin abounds. Do you know your Bible? Grace doth much more abound. So let sin come, and it is rampant today. I've been living 75 years plus, and I have never seen as much sin as we're seeing today. And we're pressured by that. The church is pressured by that. But we're going to come out on top. I just want to get out of here. Uh, Lot was vexed with the evil conversation of the day. And, uh, and in the end time, in, the, in the days prior to the coming of the Lord, we're going to be vexed some more. How much pressure are you really under? Did you know Earth's atmosphere, I'm told, is pressing against each square inch of you with a force of 14.7 pounds per square inch. Now, that'd be a whole lot of pressure for some of you. Y'all didn't get that. You did. This wasn't funny. Okay. <laughs> Every square inch of us has 14.7 pounds of pressure. Every square inch. The force on a little larger than a square foot of us is about a ton, I'm told. So that's a lot of pressure on the body. Why does all, doesn't all that pressure just squash us? Remember, though, that you have air 
inside your body also. The outside pressure is coming, but you also have inside pressure that is holding that body to its beautiful form that you're in. Now, you ought to say amen on that. But we have, so, so God built us so that we could balance the pressure from the outside. Not only physical pressure, but spiritual pressure. Now, if, if we didn't have the air inside that balanced the outside pressure uh, so that you'd stay nice and firm, you would get squishy and collapsible. But as, as and, and if you think of it, let's take it another step. As elevation increases, there is less overlying atmospheric mass so that atmospheric pressure decreases with increased elevation. In other words, the higher you go, the less the pressure. Oh, that sounds pretty good spiritually, doesn't it? The more, the closer we get to God and the higher we get in Him, the less of the pressure of the world that bothers us. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, cabin pressurization is used to create a safe and comfortable environment for aircraft passengers and crew flying at high altitudes by pumping conditioned air into the cabin. So if you get higher, then it starts pressurizing, if you will, the cabin that you're sitting in. If you don't, then you, if it didn't, then you would become sluggish in your thinking, your vision would become dimmed, and you'd have some loss of consciousness and ultimately death. So they know how, thank God, to increase the pressure when we get higher up that we don't, we don't, uh, we don't suffocate without being able to breathe. I was... Uh, been on an airplane many times in my life, and I, I, I should by now be able to, to quote all of the safety features and stuff that they say, but they say if the, uh, if the airbag comes down, you put it on you first, and then you put it on the person that can't put it on themselves or the baby or the child. And I'm thinking, if I get that scared, I don't know what I'm going to do. I remember one time I was flying with my brother. He was, uh, he was uh, not, not one of these brothers, but the older brother, John. And, uh, and he had a little airplane he had borrowed or whatever and flew down here. And so I think uh, maybe, I don't know if it was Patrick and uh, Shannon Wilson was flying along with John. And somehow, somehow that thing lost air power of some sort. I don't even know what that meant. But we had just been talking that, that you know, you can cruise a little ways. If you're high enough, you can cruise a little ways and maybe even get to an airport if you're close enough. 
Well, we were flying around. We weren't far from the airport, but John said, I've lost air power. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And so he, uh, he kept on fiddling with the, 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 the controls, and, and he's, he's struggling here. And then I heard John praying. I mean, we're close to the airport, and we're close to the runway, but I heard him praying, and I thought, if he's praying, I better start praying. And I was so afraid. I was so scared that I couldn't get my thoughts together to pray. But I finally come to myself enough that I could pray, and my prayer, of course, took care of them, and I'm here tonight. <laughs> but... Um, but, but uh, that was pressure, I'm telling you. It wasn't necessarily outside pressure. But pressurization becomes necessary to altitudes above 12,500 feet to 14,000 feet above sea level to protect crew and passengers from the risk of a number of psycho, uh, physiological uh, problems caused by the low outside air pressure above that altitude. It also serves to generally increase passenger comfort the principal physiological problems are as follows. Hypoxia, uh, hypoxia, the lower partial pressure of oxygen at altitude reduces the oxygen tension in the lungs and subsequently in the brain, again leading to sluggish thinking, dim vision, loss of conscience, and ultimately death. That could, that could have been what's happened to a lot of, lot of planes that went down and people losing their consciousness, even, even pilots. You can't live or survive without pressure. We're built that way. Right? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. But we're made with the right amount of pressure from the inside because he knew where he was going to put us on this earth and he knew the 14.7 pounds per square inch so he built us to accommodate that and to take care of that. And so we're talking about, we're talking about the, uh, the, 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 the outside air pushing in on us. Think about deep sea uh, fish and the pressure of the heavy water on a deep sea fish. I'm going to get back spiritual here in a little bit, but I'm just trying to drive a point home, Okay. Hydrostatic pressure increases by one atmosphere for every 10 mil m in depth. Deep sea organisms have the same pressure within their bodies that is being exerted on them from the outside. So they aren't crushed by the extreme pressure. Oh, how God made everything right. Isn't that right? On the other hand, most fish that have evolved in this harsh Evolved in this harsh environment are not capable of surviving in laboratory conditions and attempts to keep them in captivity have led to their deaths. Deep sea organisms contain gas-filled spaces. Gas is compressed, compressed under high pressure and expands under low pressure. Because of this, these organisms have been known to blow up if they come to the surface. In other words, a deep sea fish, you better keep him in the deep sea. Right? Because when he comes out, it's not going to be that kind of weight, water weight, whatever, 
when he gets out of that soul, he explodes. God knows how to make everything balance just right. The dangers of the deep are diving becomes more dangerous as depth increases. And deep diving presents many hazards. All surface-breathing animals are subject to decompression sickness, including aquatic mammals and free-diving humans. Breathing at depth can cause nitrogen, narcosis, and oxygen toxicity. Holding the breath while ascending after breathing at depth can cause air embolisms, burst the lungs, and collapse the lungs. The recommended absolute limit for recreational scuba divers is just 130 feet. You, you go down too far, then the pressure of that water will kill you, right? Only minutes at depth before requiring motor uh, monitor decompression to avoid getting the bend, the, the not scary word for for when nitrogen dissolves in your tissue under the massive pressure of the water column, is ejected in the bloodstream during ascent, and you die of a brain embolism. So you got to be careful if you go down and not stay too long or not go too far because you're not built for it. But the Bible said, we are of God, little children, 1 John 4, 4, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I said all of that about the fish and the depth and the weight and all that to tell you, if you don't already know it, we're under pressure from the outside world. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Let it come. We're ready for it. You examine the epistles to the Ephesians and Colossians. You will find there, there that it seems to be seven grades of fallen angels, as I believe there are seven grades of unfallen angels as well. But we read of principalities, powers, dominions, authorities, rulers, thrones, wicked spirits, and etc. And above them all, as I believe, there's a, a rank of archangels or chief angels that take care of us. Let those powers force themselves on us. But we got something in us that combats that and balances that pressure. Now we can, we can see the, the greatness of Satan. He's no doubt got, has power of some sort if we allow him to. But let's look at a, at a moment at the, the superior greatness of, of God, our Savior. In the first place, Jesus has all power. S Satan has great power, but Jesus has all power. He, he, he's he's uh, omnipotent. He has all power. I'm not power. Christ is not only a God of all power, but he is the God of all wisdom. Satan's very wise, but he is not omniscient for all, or all-knowing, as Jesus says. Greater again is he. Help me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Then Jesus Christ is everywhere present. He's the all-powerful, the all-wise, the all-present God. And then remember that Jesus represents perfect wholeness and wholeness like the light of the sun. 
possibly dispels the darkness. That is to say, infinite holiness repels evil and drives evil to the wall in the great ages to come. When Jesus shall be crowned as king, we shall find darkness absolutely dispersed and light pervading the moral universe. I'm telling you, he is the light of the world. Let the darkness come, but he's going to balance it and overbalance it, if you will, with the light. He is the light. What's the secret of our possession and exercise of this overcoming power? I maintain that there are three secrets of overcoming power. The first secret is the Word of God abides in you. If you just know the Word, that's enough to start this overcoming strength that we have. Oh, yeah. Deuteronomy 6, 6 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Colossians 3, 16 said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. These words, I want them to dwell in you. I want them to live in you. We live by the word. A child of God must have the word to live by if we're going to balance the outside pressures of the world, right? First secret is what? The word of God. Second is the seed of God abides in you. The seed represents the living principle, God's nature. You plant an apple seed, you get an apple tree. You plant a, a God seed, you get the nature of God. We have the divine nature of God is in the child of God. Right? And the third is God himself abides in us. Colossians 1.27 said, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Don't tell me you can't serve God. Don't tell me you can't live without sin. I'll tell you you can't if you don't have the Holy Ghost. But I'll tell you you can if you got the Holy Ghost. Right? Dad, dad, somebody told Daddy one time, I think he said, man, you can't live free from sin. You can't. Daddy said, can you live 15 minutes without sinning? The guy thought about it. He said, yeah, I believe I can. Daddy said, well, live it 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> so if that's what we have to do, Brother Day Day, that's what we'll do. We'll live it 15 minutes at a time. Now, uh, don't get out of uh, don't get don't get out of your element. You dwell in Him, and He dwell in us. First John 4, 13 said, "Hereby we know that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit." But if you get out of your element, then you'll lose. They used to tell me that they used to say, "You don't you don't play their ball game." You play your ball game. Make them play your ball game. Right? 
You make them fight like you want to fight instead of what they want to do. Uh, I, I, uh, I talked to a, a, a great friend of mine this afternoon, and, uh, and, and he was working. He had been working the past few weeks with an airless spray, a paint sprayer, airless paint sprayer. And that thing is so powerful that you don't hold your finger over the end of that where it comes out. Now, some of those, some kind of sprayers, you can hold it and it will back pressure and, re and clean it out, but not, not an airless paint sprayer. And he inadvertently did that. He, was, he had in mind maybe the other, the other kind, but he held his thumb in front of that thing and it filled his thumb with paint causing him extreme pain. And it, it, it's still, to this day, very tender, and the nerve has been affected somehow, but, but, but you, don't, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't play with that kind of stuff. And he wasn't playing with it. He was trying to clean it out, and he put his thumb on the wrong place. And it, if you will, blew his thumb up with paint costing hundreds and thousands of dollars. So, so be careful. You don't invite trouble is what I'm trying to say. Right? right. right? right. You don't go to places you shouldn't go and expect God to counteract it. You better have... Right? You don't take up some things in your body, do some things in your body and invite problems. You don't go there. So... Uh, there was a story about a swan that was walking on the shore of a lake and a wolf came up and ran after that swan and would have torn him to pieces. But the swan said to himself, the story says, I am not strong on the land, but I'm strong on the water. So he plunged into the water and when the wolf followed him into the water, he with his strong bill just gripped the wolf by the ears and pulled his head down under the water and drowned him. There are a great many people who try to fight the devil on the devil's ground. They always get defeated. But if you can meet the devil on the Lord's ground, you'll defeat him. David said, my foot had well nigh slipped until I went to the sanctuary. So there's some places we don't go. We can fight the devil better on our territory. Isn't that right? The Spirit of God is more powerful, I said, than the enemy. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's a principle of the Word of God. That is a law of God's Word. It will happen. You can't defy the law of God. You just simply submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he'll leave. That's the Bible, and let's let's believe it. Uh, the Bible teaches us that he strengthens us with his mighty power in the inner man. It's Christ that dwelleth in your heart by faith. He is in you, not merely on your side, not at your right hand. He is not just around you, but, but within you. He is working in you, so working in you as to secure 
our safe triumph in the great flight of fight of truth against error and what the world's pressure brings to us. The Bible said he'd begun a good work in it and he's able to finish it. Now, let me close shortly. The Bible said, what shall we say thee to these things? Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? I keep referring to what I heard a little boy said one time. If God be for us, everybody else might as well be. And that's true. I mean, we got a lot of stuff that come to us. New converts, we have so many new converts, and aren't we excited about our new converts? Amen. A lot of them are out in the, in the other classes, but um, feel pressure. We're in the times of pressure. Again, taxing time. Financial pressures, family pressures. If you got a companion that's serving God, you ought to help them serve God. Your marriage ought to be the best in the world because you got the Holy Ghost. Right? Um, you know what? There's, there's pressures from, from our past if we're not careful. The guilt of our past. I read something the other day or heard something the other day. It says you have a past, but the past doesn't have you. As a child of God, that's right. We have a past, but it ought not have us. Why? Because we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. He bought us back. Aren't you glad? We don't have to live under the pressure of the past. I don't know who that may be here tonight that's living there, but you don't have to live under the pressure of your past. Every last one of us didn't deserve salvation. But God had mercy on us, and I'm so thankful His mercy is new every day. I've told you before, I'm living not on used mercy, but His mercy is new every day. Thank God. So you don't have to live under the pressure of your past because greater is he. The word said we've been forgiven. So we live by that. Peer pressure, man, it can be strong. It can be so strong that people want to dress like everybody else around them. Woo. Time for a little holiness teaching there. Right? You don't have to be pressured by that. You ought to have the Holy Ghost. You ought not want to look like the world. Wear immodest clothing. Right? Oh, Lord, it's not getting quiet in here. Is it? Some of these girls painting their fingernails. That's not godly. Oh, it's just flesh color. It's not godly. You know, some of the, some of the, some things, and I'm not talking about that, but some things may not be a sin, but it leads to greater sin. It leads to sin, things that are sin. Lord, I didn't plan on saying that, but it just, I'm not taking it back, okay? <laughs> right? You know what I, I believe? 
I believe spirits follow clothing. It follows jewelry. It follows haircuts on boys. And it sure follows haircuts on girls. Right? But we ought not be pressured by that because we got something greater than all of that. When you, when you get the Holy Ghost and keep the Holy Ghost, you don't have to constantly be pressured by temptation of alcohol and drugs and things. Because the Bible said, I'm just quoting the Bible, greater is he that's in me. I'm not trying to be mean or harsh. Please forgive me if, they, if you think that. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got the joy of the Lord and you don't need this, the stuff of the world. You don't need drugs. You don't need alcohol. You don't need all of this because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's why he said, be ye filled with the Spirit. Stephen was a man of, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And another place said he was full of faith and power. I'm saying if you got the Holy Ghost power, greater is, is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Balance it by the word of God. Stand with me if you will. You know what the Bible said? The, the law and the prophets were unto John. But since that day, the kingdom of God is preached and every man pressing his way into it. So you think about the devil wanting to press us. We're going to press back. Aren't we, child of God? We're going to press back. We're going to press our way into it. Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to be pressing too. You know, I like that verse. It said, it, 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 uh, we're more than conquerors. We're not just going to conquer the devil, but we're going we're gonna to defeat him and we're going to overcome him and then we're going to win somebody else and we're going to be over more than conquerors. Praise God. Lift your hands to the Lord. Call on him tonight. Say, fill me, Lord, one more time. Help me to be full of the Spirit. Help me to be full of the Spirit so I can balance all the pressures of the world. Oh, God, help me to be full of the Holy Ghost so I won't yield to temptation. That's why in the morning I plan on dying daily again, Lord, and say, help me. Keep me from evil. Keep me from sin. Keep me from danger. I want to be full of your spirit, Lord. I want to be full of your spirit. Oh, if somebody's got a special need tonight, you can walk down to this altar here and say, God, I surrender it all to you. I need you more than anything, Lord. I need you more than anything. God, I want you to be great in me. Instead of the enemy being great in me, I want you to be great in me, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead and talk to him a little while. Take another moment. Pray for somebody standing beside you, maybe. You might even want to walk across the aisle.
reach out and pray for somebody. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Touch my brother, touch my sister. Touch every new convert here tonight. Touch every guest here tonight. Touch every child of God. Oh, let us have your spirit, Lord. Let us feel your spirit one more time. Reassure me, Lord, that I am thine. I should ever doubt. I know you're going to bring me out. Uh, I know when the pressure comes, there's going to be more pressure inside me that pushes outward. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, talk to him. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. pressures of the world, why don't you lift your voices, lift your hands. Say, I'm tired of that pressure. I'm going to push forth. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back. There's going to be power in me that pushes back. I don't have to succumb to the temptations of this world. I'm God's. I'm Christ. You're God's children. somebody right now. Oh yes, God is helping somebody right now. Oh yes. I need you, Lord. That's a start on your way to him. 
That's a start on your way to him. It's just to tell him I need you. That's a start. forget Sunday morning, Sunday night. Let's come back for revival one more time. What do you say? God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Man, if you can help a little, little bit, 20 or 30 minutes maybe, I hope I let you out early enough that you can get on back home pretty quick. God bless you in Jesus' name.